Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Saman Akbarzada. Saman is a female author from Afghanistan. She loves writing, reading, art, listening to music, and hiking in nature. Her debut novel, Life is a Movie, was published in August 22, 2021. It is the story of a working child in Kabul, Afghanistan, and what women face in discriminated societies. Her poetry book, A Glimmer in the Dark, was published in November 17, 2022. Her motto is, give hope, spread love, and be kind. Saman, how are you today? Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. I am good. How are you? I feel positive. I feel blessed. I'm very curious to know more about you. And so I'll begin this with this nice first question, which is, if your friends and the people who you know you best and love you very much could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Mm, that's a very interesting question. Um, they would probably say that I am very quiet when there's a lot of people in the crowd, but with the people that I'm close with, um, I talk a lot and we have lots of fun. They would probably say that I love writing and I love um, going to art museums, I love nature. They would probably describe me as somebody who is calm and quiet, um, and I wish I could see myself through their perspective to give uh, a more detailed description, but I think this is probably what they should say. I, I think you should ask this for my friends, actually. <laughs> I understand. Thank you so much. And you being quiet when there are a lot of people around, does this, this make you observant in order to notice more and that inspires your poetry and writing, etc.? Yes, exactly. That's a very good point that you noticed. Um, I think I am more of an observer, a listener. I mean, the humans um, are so complex and interesting, even though um, sometimes they can be like, you know, intimidating and scary. But if you just look at how amazing every single human is and their personality, then so much um, the details to their characteristics and everything they say has a profound meaning in between the lines and what they mean. So if, if we take the time to actually listen to people, we will be uh, so caught up thinking over what they are saying that, uh, you know, you, you don't have much to say, but you, you just love listening to them and observing it. And yeah, I think that inspires me to write it out. Um, so I write more than I speak. Yeah, that's exactly why. I understand. Thank you. And you as a girl and a woman from Afghanistan, tell me more about the reality, the lives of women in such discriminated 
societies and how it truly is compared to even what people could try to imagine, but they cannot even reach that reality in a way that you are experiencing it rather than imagining it. So tell us how it is, how is the reality of it? Yeah, thank you so much for asking this question. This will, you know, help us raise awareness and um, educate everybody, hopefully, about a very serious problem. So in the last 20 years, it took a lot for women to actually have a voice and um, they led businesses. They were part of the political parties. They worked in presidential palace. We were in a pretty good situation, especially in regards to education um, for the first time in the last decade almost in every single province and even in the rural areas girls were uh, educational um, services were provided to the females in Afghanistan and also so you know in the college entrance exam for the last couple of years um, the girls actually topped the list in the entire country we were very um, developing and in a very good state but unfortunately since the forceful takeover since the fall of Afghanistan if um, I'm gonna be like quite honest with you, currently there is no right for Afghanistan. So I cannot even talk about something that is non-existent, you know. Um, they have been stripped of their fundamental rights. There is no right for them to get educated, to work, to travel. Um, and every single day, uh, unfortunately, there is a new restriction being declared against them. So they are in a very, very um, bad situation right now. And I think it's important for especially you know and around the international communities the feminists who claim that they uh, advocate for the women's right i think right now afghanistan is the only country in the entire world where this barbarism is going on uh, where it's legal for the girls and women to be held hostage so and it's been going on for two years now and you know like what is the plan if we don't help them now like what is going to happen to all those women who actually knew what freedom is, who um, their families dependent on them. Uh, they worked, they provided, they were thriving. And now it's like back to Stone Age. So this is what's going on currently in Afghanistan. I understand, and that's absolutely horrible. And tell me a bit more about how you are raising awareness with your books and with your poetry and what difference do you hope that will make when you raise awareness in that way thank you for your question yeah so i try the least like you know as much as i can but it feels little you know sometimes i do think that what is writing gonna do like uh, i wish i could save them all and do something bigger i wish i was the one making the rules i was in authority i could do more but but then again, when I think about it logically, it's like, you know, we have a saying in our language that a drop and a drop makes a river. So even with my writing that I assume it's not making much of a difference, maybe it is. Um, and at the same time, it's my way of coping with everything that's happening. Um, and at the same time, I'm raising awareness for my sisters in Afghanistan by uh, writing about them, because sometimes people just assume when they see the numbers, they just see it as numbers and not human beings. So there has to be someone who explains that scenario in details for the people to actually acknowledge and feel the reality of the situation. So that is what I think how writing can help. Um, and also um, giving speeches and um, telling people how to help is another great way. So, you know, this the same nightmare and 
chaos happened in the 1996. Um, for four years, it continued, unfortunately. But right now, today, we have an advantage over that dark era, and that is internet and technology. So I am someone who believes that we should literally exploit this and um, provide this as a tool to the girls in Afghanistan to continue their education and work until things have settled down. Um, so I believe raising awareness to the people to help provide internet access to the girls, education services to the girls, supporting such NGOs is another great way to help them. Thank you. I understand fully and completely. And I know the development that has happened uh, throughout some time within Afghanistan for women's situation. Where do you feel that things have failed? Where do you think that things went wrong for this to happen? Because in many ways, some people might think and consider that Afghanistan is one of the models of women being the most discriminated against or one of the most extreme discriminations in the world. So all that progress, I understand it happened. How could it be gone so quickly, so rapidly? What is like the explanation that you have so that people can understand? Yeah, thank you for the question. The explanation is the way that we were abandoned completely in Afghanistan. And the way that happened was through this contract called Doha contract, peace contract. And in that contract, the women's rights, the children's rights, um, the civilians' rights, you know, freedom is not prioritized, I believe. If not, then why is this happening, you know? If women's rights were prioritized in that contract, um, this wouldn't happen. Like what's happening in Afghanistan right now doesn't even feel illegal because there are no consequences uh, being taken, there's no action being taken against all these rulings every single day. Um, their sta status, their rights uh, have come down to like, it feels like they're not humans anymore, but an entity, a thing. I understand and it really saddens me this situation very, very much. You as someone who is able to write, to communicate about it, how do you feel and how do you know and why do you think that poetry, uh, stories, novels, etc. are a powerful way to raise awareness compared to direct journalism or writing articles or raising awareness in different other ways? Yeah, I, I know it because I come from that place. Um, I've sat with them, I've talked with them, they have been around my life, uh, around... I've created memories with them and to be from that society, to come from that place and to be a witness of that, it it teaches you. And, it, and to me, it feels like I have gone through the same thing and lived every single life like that. That's how I feel personally. And, and that's why I write, because it just feels so personal, even if personally I have not experienced it. But seeing it uh, and in the people who have, that sort of inspired me as if I was them. And I try to write as if I am someone like that. And how can this help? Uh, like, you know, I think journalism is great, of course, making documentaries. Um, I'm, but also at the same time, we need to sort of explain it in an artistic way because there are some people who will not uh, pay attention to the nonfiction, to the documentaries. They will say it's too much or whatever. But in the fiction part, there is a touch of art and poetry to it that draws people more 
art has this thing, uh, this beauty to it that draws people more. And I think it can serve as a good tool to people um, to also, you know, enjoy the artistic side of writing and poetry. But at the same time, sub even if they don't know it, like subconsciously, they're going to be feeling for the marginalized com communities and hopefully taking action for those people because that is the entire point of writing about them is to raise awareness for them and to make pe people feel for the underserved communities. I agree with you and I understand the power of communication that touches the emotions in this way. And I can know and understand how difficult it must be for you to try and try and try and feel like you're a drop in the ocean trying to make a change. How do you take care of your mental health so that you're able to keep going without becoming depressed or simply giving up because it's the, the task is too hard? Yeah, that's a very profound question, to be honest with you. It is. Um, it's exhausting. Sometimes it feels like we are talking to walls. Um, people, it's hard when people, when people's compassion has been exhausted, it's hard to make them listen. But at the same time, you know, I always pray and hope that I never become numb. I would rather hurt and keep trying than to give up. I don't think this is the time to give up because the more days pa uh, passes by, instead of increasing support for them, people are giving up. So it is. it, it shows how difficult it is. Uh, for me personally, how I take care of my mental health is, of course, um, meditation and taking my uh, writing, actually. Writing really helps me. It's, it's sort of my therapy. Um, and doing therapy itself, um, take care of my mental health. I do that and do things that I enjoy, taking a walk or um, taking a short break. But um, that's how I do it. But I think this is a time to not give up, actually. And if I compare, like, what those women are going through and the mental pressure that it's putting on us who are raising awareness but not seeing the outcome, their situation is way worse. So if we put ourselves in their shoes, I think it gives us the motivation to continue. So that's a way uh, that I keep pushing forward for them and hope that uh, to make at least a difference. I believe you're making a real difference. I really, really thank you for that. And you said that the feminists have failed Afghanistanis women. How do you believe that happened? Why did that happen? Can you share more? Yeah, I think there isn't much support system right now to the Afghan females as it should be. Like, we are not on the front pages at all uh, as while what is going on in Afghanistan is so, we can say, unique. As I mentioned before, it's the only country where the women or girls are stripped of their fundamental human rights. So the entire focus of the feminists actually should be on in Afghanistan if feminism means equality. If it's not about matters that are trending or fashionable, if feminism is about basic human rights, the equality, then Afghan, Afghan women, females should be prioritized. And as we can see, it's not happening. Like how many times do you listen about the women of Afghanistan? How many times are there people giving speeches? Ironically, today as we are talking, um, there's this there's a sensitive thing going on that the uh, that there is this people in the UN, females themselves, who are talking about recognizing this barbarism regime, 
like literally making this misogyny an official thing. So that's scary. Not only are um, is awareness is not being raised against this barbarism, but there are talks going on about making this legal. And like if that's that's will be like the doomsday for Afghanistan if God forbid something like that happens. I understand the severity of that. And any person listening, how can they help? What can they do even as normal human beings in order to support the cause of women in Afghanistan? Yeah, thank you so much for asking this. There's a lot of ways that they can help even as individuals as long as we come together. The first is to continue. I know it's exhausting, I know, um, but a single post can make a difference. Keep yourself updated about Afghanistan as to what's happening so you are aware of what's happening yourself. Educate your family, your friends, continue to post on social medias and also try to advocate for the girls in Afghanistan right now to make life less miserable and haunting for them by advocating for them which can be providing internet access for the girls in Afghanistan. As I said, we have technology that we didn't have in 1996, so we can support the girls in Afghanistan through this. Um, there are organizations, non-profit organizations, who are conducting online classes for the girls in Afghanistan. Um, one of them is called Salam Family Foundation, where I um, work and I teach the girls in Afghanistan. Like There are so many teachers who are working so hard right now to give some hope to those girls in Afghanistan. It's, and it's amazing to see how this can actually make a difference. So my request is to everybody listening to support such foundations um, and provide internet access for the girls in Afghanistan. I mean, there are people who can do it as long as we put pressure on them and make them see that this is a country that is facing this unfortunate tragedy right now. And if we don't help right now, then when are we going to help? Like, this is the time that they need it. So, for instance, um, providing Starlink for the girls in Afghanistan so a lot of them can have access to internet, um, providing technical uh, technical devices for them so they can easily continue their education. You know, uh, as long as we are together, we can fight this darkness because, of course, education and educating the girls is the only way to, to fight this darkness right now. We have, um, of course, guns and bullets and war might be powerful, but the pen that we have and the books that we have, that, that can be mightier than that. And I think it's our responsibility to make sure that those girls in Afghanistan have access to it as much as they can. I agree with you 100%. And since you mentioned the power of the pen, you as a published author, imagine there are some girls and women who are listening right now and there is an issue, even maybe support an Afghani, Afghanistan women. They want to write. What would you tell them? Like, what is the reality of being an author? What are the difficulties? Uh, do you look at your first draft and you hate it, but you have to keep going. How do you beat the, like an empty page where there is that inability to begin and all that so that maybe more women authors will be in this world to use the mightiness of the book and of the pen? Yeah, that's a very crucial subject. Of course, writing, there's no such thing um, easy about writing. It is a difficult 
job, especially as you said, the blank page, how to fight that. I mean, writer's block is something that you especially struggle with when you see the reality, you know, sometimes it just seems like, what am I doing this for? What is the point of writing if our world is literally about to end, you know, in a Pondesan situation feels like it's about to end. Like you keep giving them hope, but it's been two years and even hope has its limits. So uh, as a writer myself, I do struggle with it, like what's going to happen? And it gets tiring. You know, I, I personally write stories taking place in Afghanistan and it's not easy to write something so tragic. But you have to continue because, again, what motivates me is that if I don't write, I start to think about the real versions of those humans who are struggling in real life. So that motivates me that, okay, they need a voice right now because unfortunately their voices are not being amplified. Um, there isn't much people speaking up about them. So it's uh, sort of, that's my inspiration and motivation that eventually gets me through writer's block. And also as a creative, I need to write for myself to function um, because if I don't write, nothing makes sense anymore. So it is um, a tug of war sometimes, but eventually we I do find my way to pen and page and continue to get through and I pray and hope that it stays that way for me, um, that this passion that I have for writing. What would I say to the girls is that this, you know, it's through the most difficult times that we go that the most beautiful art is created. Even if we see it in the history and the biography of uh, amazing artists and people, their most precious and ineffable creations were created at a time that they were really going through it. So I think using the, the tragedy itself to create an art is very profound and aiming at something very much high. So my suggestion for them would be to not be afraid and write their heart out because, you know, in Afghanistan, the, I think the least, the, the, the most, th the, the very thing that those girls want right now, want to feel is freedom. And the exact opposite is happening. They have freedom in nothing. They are literally held like prisoners in their houses. But writing can give them a freedom that that is like inexplainable. It gives me that freedom. Um, so they can create their own world the way that they want it to, the way that they can be truly themselves. And also at the same time, they, they can have the freedom of speaking their heart out without having to and without having anybody to know it just a paper and pen and themselves so i think it's it can be a great way for them to express their emotions and their pain and also create something really beautiful that they can look back to in the future and i think we would love to like see that one day i agree 100 percent, and i applaud your bravery and also as a life lesson how and what pushes you to fight even when it's dangerous, even when it's hard, even when the everything is stacked against you? And what advice do you have in women in Afghanistan and all over the world who might be facing difficult situations in life so that they don't give up and they keep going? Like, what makes you understand the dangers ahead and the difficulty of the task and still do it? And how can other women be inspired to do the same? Yeah, thank you so much. I remember being asked a similar question a few months ago and my response is still the same, that yeah, I am somebody who has made it out, you know, 
But there are right now, currently, as we speak in Afghanistan, there are women who are protesting on the streets in front of an army with guns. And all they have are boards that is stating their rights. So they are the people who deserve to be called brave. They are the women who deserve to be called brave. And I get inspired by them all around the world where um, there is such dictatorship going on, but the females are leading these protests and bravely, bravely asking, demanding for their rights, even though there is nobody standing behind them. Their, their backs are empty. They're just alone themselves with their boards. I mean, how can you not support something beautiful, brave and big and great like that? So I, I myself, uh, this is the least that I can do for them. And how can I give them hope is something I struggle with, if I'm being honest with you. You know, it's been two years. How long can you keep telling them that it's, it will be fine, that, you know, just keep going, just keep pushing, while you see how bad the situation is getting, that people are now talking about um, making this official. So it's sometimes it's scary. Uh, even sometimes you think that, okay, like hope has reached its limits. We want action right now. But then again, even though I might sound cynical or whatever, but deep in my heart, I have this faith that one day, one day this all will be over because no dictatorship, no barbarism and no tyranny has lasted forever. And this was something that happened before and these brave women got through it. So of course, we are the young generation, the new generation, the generation that has access to technology and we can use this uh, as a as a tool to connect with them then make them feel less alone they inspire me and i can inspire them so this is our way of inspiring each other i believe and giving hope to each other in our own ways they inspire me by their protests and their faith and their con their con motivation and love for education still their ways of finding their ways to happiness and survival that is my inspiration and I might inspire them in my own words when I tell them to keep when I support them thank you so much Saman this was my privilege and my honor to share your story to share your struggle to share the struggles of women of Afghanistan and your fight for them I know and hope this raises more awareness and allows people to feel even more the difficulty that women in your country are going through. And I recommend to everyone to read your books, your poetry, and it's about feeling the struggle of other people and making a difference in this world rather than ignoring it or talking about other things that are less important. Thank you so much. It's my honor to have you here and I wish you and all women of Afghanistan victory, freedom and education. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great and profound and meaningful talk. Thank you for asking all the right questions. It's been an honor for me and thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak my heart and to speak for the girls in Afghanistan. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Mm -hmm.